Welcome to the Notorious Scoundrels, a Star Wars Legion podcast, bringing you the latest news, general perspective, and competitive discussion. Hello and welcome back to the Notorious Scoundrels podcast. I'm Kyle. I'm here as usual with Mike and Jay. How's it going, gentlemen? Good. Uh, doing good. I uh, We can talk about it later, but I got had a, some pals over on Saturday and got some Legion in, which was, which was cool. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, doing good. Yeah, I mean, uh, long time no see, I guess, Kyle. Um, yes, I had a pal over yesterday, mm, and that pal mm. was Mike. Mm-hmm, <laughs> um, and I, is this? I think it's the first time since the pandemic started that we've physically seen each other. Yeah, yeah, and he beat the living crap out of me in Twilight <laughs> Struggle too. Um, so <laughs> uh, true story. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we also uh, did a lot of hobby stuff that I learned about and that I'm sure we'll talk about later today as well. So, yes, we are we are going to have a uh, reasonably lengthy hobby segment today because we did cool. a lot of that yesterday and it was fairly interesting. So Mike might be getting an airbrush. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I, it's almost definite at this point. It's so just <laughs> like I have to. I also have to have a location to use that airbrush. So, yeah, you know. that's fair. So we'll talk about that in just a minute. You got any housekeeping for us, Jay? Always, just always. Yes. Okay. So, so what is, what at this is point, the, the answer is always, <laughs> yes, for sure. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, as always, every cast, uh, we we do have our Patreon. Uh, which we would really appreciate if you guys can support us that that helps us with all the equipment stuff you know you've heard our spiel Um, you know we we do an after dark podcast where we go in depth Mike and I do that this past week we picked a famous battle from Star Wars floor and list build to that battle Um, and so that was a lot of fun and and tried to keep it competitive not just like not just list build you know what we thought would be there but actually be like okay i picked this because i think it'll be there and it's also competitively viable (laughs) jay picked a tough one this week yeah man okay yeah (laughs) which well i guess i shouldn't ruin it Uh, no no don't yeah no, you don't no. think so? We can't no, give no, 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 no. We can't. Okay. We can't peel back. Go to Patreon. Like that. Yeah. Pay a dollar a month, and you can hear all our great podcasts. And then also, uh, you know, we're going to start doing a live Q and A on our Patreon once a month. So if you're a Patreon member, uh, at once a month, you can come on and ask us questions about anything from hobby to Legion to Stormtide to whatever whatever floats your boat, you can come on and ask us. So we'll be starting that this month. Um, but yeah, so Patreon, it helps support everything that we do, you know, all the podcasts and everything. So we appreciate all our Patreon members. They're amazing and awesome people. And we appreciate you for listening. And if you want to support us, that'd be great. And then uh, the second thing is, of course, Stormtide. So I'm sure you guys have heard all about it now and and are interested, but for those of you that don't know, we're doing a monthly narrative campaign that will unfold over several, several months and will just really tell an amazing story, give you and your friend uh, uh, better ways and different ways to play Legion and really uh, help you use all those Legion supply all those legion units and supplies that you've bought that maybe you you thought you were never going to use well now you can in a two-player campaign stormtide is the name and you can find it at stormtide.thefifthtrooper.com and then as always you can check out thefifthtrooper.com and we have our new blog writers and they've been doing some great some great articles so you should definitely check those out uh over at our main website so that's it that's it for me this week Awesome. Well, let's launch right into some hobby talk. So Mike did come over to my house yesterday and we painted stuff. All right. I I think I think it might be more fair to say that you painted things, but (laughs) but but yes, you did it. You did a non-zero quantity of the painting. I I did a non-zero quantity. I think I, I think I 
I may have primed like 15 models with an airbrush of of the 50 that we primed and then <laughs> and then subsequently painted you know so uh well, that's yeah fun. how'd that go for you mike uh it was actually um so my experience using the airbrush it was uh it felt a little bit uncomfortable and awkward but i think with time that's you know so it was painting the first time right um you know, in the span of, uh, I don't know, 20 minutes, Kyle had put down a first coat on uh, about the the entire Rexstar list that I brought. <laughs> um, and then 20 minutes after it had dried or whatever, he put down a second like highlight coat in about the same amount of time. So, um, you know, I still got to go over the details and everything, but yeah it was um enlightening how quick it was and how efficient it was and um there's a lot of cleaning involved but yeah you know we i think we gooped up the the gun a little bit um we did yeah i i had needed to clean it bef before you showed up really um i had so I should have primed everything before I showed up too. So we're square. <laughs> yeah. I mean, clearly you can and do prime with an airbrush, um, but you can also prime with a spray can. Uh, but yeah, the, um, it was a, it was a Badger Patriot 105 is the airbrush that I have, but it's, it's newer ish. Uh, I just got it like a few months ago after my old one crapped out. So I had not yet like fully disassembled and mm. cleaned it after using it for like my B2s and a bunch of other stuff. So it was just kind of like already gunked up when we started. So we went to start and then there were several stop starts when the brush got clogged. And then I'm like, I think I just need to take this thing apart and clean it. And that's yeah. what I needed to do. Cause after that it was perfect. Um, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it was, <laughs> I disassembled it without first reading the instructions. Um, oh boy. And I, yeah. I think I, I don't, I managed to put it back together in full working order. Um, but I probably disassembled it a little bit more than necessary. Um. <laughs> there definitely was a point where like, he was like, I don't think that's supposed to come off. <laughs> yeah. The trigger fell out and I'm like, Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. So I have the badger too. And I I've done that before. And I was like, what? Oh <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I'm like, yeah. So it yeah. definitely is a little tricky sometimes. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's a way for those that have badgers, there is in fact a way to remove the needle and the front nozzle, which are the parts that most need cleaning without removing the trigger and all the other stuff, yeah. which I figured out afterwards. But uh, yeah, so airbrushing does require a lot of cleaning because you have to make sure that your needle is, is clean and your brush is clean, especially when you're using primer because primer doesn't, well, like once it dries, it doesn't respond very well to solvents, Yeah, which is kind of the point of primer. But when it's like in your airbrush, um, that's not good right <laughs> so yeah i find uh too airbrushing takes a lot more planning than like than just a regular brush uh that was that's my like i'm newer to airbrushing as well and i've been just practicing and trying different stuff and uh that was the first thing i noticed was i was like i should have planned a little bit better because i wasn't ready for this <laughs> like you know it's not like with brushes where i'm just like yeah here are all my paints and oh yeah i'm gonna paint this color now you know it, it's a it's a way different process <laughs> and uh time consuming from the cleaning and everything right to switch to a new paint so it's a little bit different Right. But if it takes you, you know, Mike said, I think it was like 20 minutes, you know, to do, to do the armor. Uh, I don't think that's exaggerating. I think that's about what it was. That you was know, about so, what it took for, so, you know, a 40 model, 45 model list. Cause we did all my specialists and stuff too. So, yeah. So if you can do, you know, 45 models in 20 minutes and then have to spend five, 10 minutes cleaning afterwards, that's still a time saver. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, it would have, it would, it would have taken me, eight hours easy to do what we did with an airbrush for sure um so you can are you gonna buy one yeah i mean eventually <laughs> eventually i'm gonna buy one um in fact there there is still like 10 arc models at your house that we left there because we didn't get to them yes um, uh and i will i will get to them before saturday 
So then, then I will bring them on Saturday. Because we're going to beat up some people at Huzzah Hobbies. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I haven't decided whether I want to just like be a tryhard and bring my Atlantic City list or bring something else. Um, I'm going to beat up people at Huzzah Hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> I, the the up the upside of the Atlantic City list is it's already in my case and all my cards are already in there and it's all set up and I have to do literally nothing except pick up my case and walk to Huzzah. That's how <laughs> most of my list choices are made. <laughs> when I'm going to like smaller stuff, it's just like, yeah, all right, I got these out and they're painted. That's that's who's coming. <laughs> yeah, like if I wanna if I wanna do something different, I gotta pull out all my card holders and put all the new cards in there and pull my models out of the case and put the different models in the case and yeah i don't know that's that's my, so that's... hard for us to be <laughs> players you know that's my excuse for for bringing a like a competitive tournament list to our casual store tournament <laughs> here's the thing our store is not casual like no it's there are, right. like as far as stores go like i've got to play you every tournament you know yeah. like i don't know well, you guys, you guys have two people that went to Worlds that play at your store, right? Yeah. Yeah, Ky- and like Kyle eight and people that went yeah. to High Command. Right. Like, yeah. you know, like that show up regularly. You yeah. know, it's like we've got, you know, mini Adepticon hap- happening like, you know, every month or whatever. So, um, you're right. It's, I shouldn't feel bad about that. And I, and I think that there's a bunch of people that like, probably like would have made Adepticon that are coming from far away places to come to Huzzah this time. So, um, yep. I, you know. It's interesting too. Cause I, I wonder along those same lines. So I played Saturday and it's like, I wonder if we're just at this place now because the group I played with is usually a pretty casual group and everyone brought the sweatiest list that they could bring and just like no one talked ahead in time and was like hey we're going for like this is for real like everyone brought a for real list and i was like freaking all right guys <laughs> like you know and usually they're pretty casual it's a pretty casual group so i i find that interesting how much just in you know 2 years since we i've played with a group of people like how how much different it was you know Last time I played, we were all kind of cool and just playing whatever. And now it's like Rexstar. I was like, oh God. <laughs> so well, I think I think part of this is like excluding the fact that we've got like these two heavy vehicles that just hit the market or whatever, you know, within the last month or so. The the game has kind of been solved at the moment to some yeah. extent. I mean, like not not completely. Like it's never completely solved, but like I think the the current meta is super solved for the most part and or well, or, right. or at so, least so what, more solved than it's ever going to be. So if I'm here just so I can kind of hear what you're saying and repeat it in a different way is that what you're saying is that nothing since what's created the meta nothing has come out that's changed the meta in a way that makes it new today i that that's kind of what you're saying yeah i just like you know i mean the afi definitely will make some waves but i don't think it's gonna like change anything super dramatically and um like you know we really haven't gotten a real update to the game in what six months which yeah, is fine. Maybe, maybe longer. Yeah, which which frankly I'm okay with. I I would prefer the slower pace yeah. of like, oh, I bought my Space Marine army and I don't have to change it for four years, you know, like that that I don't mind. Um but uh yeah, I mean I think I think some of this is pe- people are figuring out what li- what's good and I think that's okay. Um, it's just like I think in contrast to the rest of Legion's existence, you know, we've had new releases that have like shaken up the meta pretty considerably every month, you know, almost. And uh, do you think too? It. I was thinking a lot about this since our last conversation about Empire, and uh, there's a lot of new players in, and I think a lot of the newer players originally got into legion waiting for clones and droids to come out and now that they're out they're just playing them and they also so happen to be meta and do you know what i mean does that make sense so it's the two factions that most people wanted to play anyways and they're also pretty good 
uh, you know, Rex being very good, but you know, droids having some very good options as well. So uh, do, you th- do you think that plays part of it? I mean, I think, so I think the short answer is, is yes. Um, but I think part of that is because at least in the case of droids, most droid units are competitive. Like mm-hmm. it's a it's a very like in, internally balanced faction. There's not one build that's like clearly significantly better than the other ones. Um, <laughs> Mike, is, <laughs> you made a comment yesterday that I thought was interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're not going to repeat it here. No, we're not. Um, but uh, if you do the... want to hear it, though, after dark, I'm all there. You I'm go. All, you know, <laughs> it's Mike's take on what the best list is right now. Yeah, and yeah. it's not Rexstar. It is not. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, and Rebels also has has very good internal balance in that most units can sort of find their way into a competitive build. I was struck by a conversation on the Discord today i think it was or maybe yesterday where somebody came out and was like hey i'm new i'm playing rebels what should i get you know what's good and people started listing off like this laundry list of rebel units um that included you know a lot of rebel units like everything about Jin and han basically and the guy was like oh thanks so everything basically (laughs) um so i think that's part of it jay is that you know a year ago two years ago the quote-unquote meta lists like there was a clear category of units and lists that was not competitive and then there was Mm -hmm. a separate clear category of units and lists that was competitive yep and i think now at least for rebels and droids that has kind of expanded yep so people can bring the cool you know if somebody wants to bring a t47 because they like t47s they can do that and it's also good right um well, right, right. As an, uh, yeah, I see what you're saying. Because as an example, like you could almost bring like a Hoth list and that could be good. Like Leia yeah. Vets R2 double airspeeder is, is a potentially a really good list. And, and it's also theme. So now you got your theme. Right. Yeah. Um, I also think to some degree, as far as like you're talking about the the droids and the republic stuff i also think uh empire and to some extent rebels suffer a little bit from like ffg was learning syndrome as far as like the new sculpts for everything look dope you know they all look really really good and like not that the original stuff doesn't but like you know the original stormtroopers were like fine they don't go together super well they're kind of you know like they fit them into the sockets is kind of a pain you know and um like the rebel troopers are okay you know but i think like when you compare them to like you know the the b1s and b2s and phase twos you know the phase ones are fine um but like once they moved to the hard plastic i think it, it was like a pretty substantial you know i'm like putting together these arc troopers and i'm like dang these are these are like <laughs> some fine models you know and um yeah yeah and from the artistic side right like i think once you have more options you then the creativity then starts flowing even more so things that maybe you could have done with softer plastics before you didn't even think about because you felt like maybe you were in a box right and now that you're outside the box you're going anything's possible and you just start doing crazy stuff you know and so yeah that yeah that's fair too and i think too as the game matured from a development standpoint you know, I think they started adding keywords and looking at stuff differently that just makes the newer units better as well, right? Because they have cool keywords that they didn't really think about before or weren't ready to to institute before, maybe. That's definitely a controversial topic. I think that there's a lot of people out there that would say uh, there's too many keywords on the new units. Um, yeah, I mean, to some degree, yes. I think that that's probably fair. Like, ARC Troopers clearly have a lot of good keywords. 
Yeah, they um, do. You know, they got a lot going on. But I think outside of that, I'm not sure I completely agree. Like, I don't, I don't think there's a ton of keyword bloat on the rest of the new units generally. And they've also gone back and added some keywords to old units, right? Like two of the units that got, I think, some of the most effective love from the last balance update are Wookiees and the T-47. Uh, I mean, in fairness, and this is just me nitpicking, the Wookiees didn't get a new keyword. They just got it boiled into the Wookiee Trooper thing. No, right? they actually got like scale printed on their card. Oh, okay. I All think. Right. Um, and Duelist. So, um, you know what needs so. duelist? IRG. They yeah. could use duelist. IRG could use like <laughs> and search to hit. <laughs> maybe maybe it'd be too good to give them like search to block permanently. I don't know, but I think that'd be interesting because yeah. it's the guardian unit. Maybe that'd be too good. Who knows? But anyway, maybe, maybe just give them block or something. Yeah, I mean, and we're not talking about. Uh, Sorry, that's. <laughs> <laughs> speculative changes here um but uh um yeah i mean the point is some of the old units that got some of the most effective updates it was beyond points updates yeah it was yeah. it was updates that actually change what they do so yeah um yeah i don't know i think hmm. i think sort of to answer your question in a way that is like tldr I think there's there's just more there's a broader scope of units right now that are competitive than there have been at previous points in the game. Mm -hmm. So sort of just by you know um like quantity uh there are more lists that are competitive and or meta so there are more people that are bringing lists that are competitive and or meta. So Yeah. Man, I totally thought the Wookiee Trooper was the thing they gave them scale and do list, but literally, like the Wookiee Trooper entry in the ROG is all it says is any game effect that applies to troopers applies to Wookiee Troopers, and Wookiee Troopers follow the same rules as tro Trooper units with no exceptions. And I'm just thinking, like, so it does nothing basically. Yeah, <laughs> which yeah. is why I just kind of like assumed that it added scale because, like, <laughs> why uh, you know whatever. Uh, <laughs> Talk about okay. bloat. Yeah. Uh, all right. I mean, I, it seems like maybe it's like a future proofed thing. Like maybe yeah. something references what yeah. troopers or whatever. But but regardless, uh, yeah. Anyways, my B. You're right, Kyle. I I concede the point. Noted the mostly irrelevant point. <laughs> yes, mostly irrelevant point. Out I of all the know. points we talked about, that's yeah. the one he's, he's letting go. Hey, I, 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 you know, I, I just would like to say that sometimes I lose, and I will, you know, yield the floor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, in conclusion, I think I'm going to bring a tryhard list on Saturday, but I don't think I'll be the only one. So good, good. <laughs> Uh, we do have a, another topic today, which is going to be sort of a two-part question. A, what is your biggest weakness in Legion, or what do you struggle the most with? And then B, how do you identify what that is, and or how do you identify other holes in your game? This is okay. sort of a self-reflective topic. Sure. Who wants to go first? I will. I don't care. That's fine. Take us away, Jay. Uh, yeah, so I think both of you guys know this because I've played both of you. But uh, really, I think they're hand in hand, but uh, I get impatient and aggressive. And that those are really my two big weaknesses when it comes to Legion. I know what I should be doing and I get impatient. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm going to, you know, what I'm going to do is I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and get these guys right up in his face and see what happens. And just like, uh, you know, and so that's, yeah, those are definitely my two. And then how do I recognize it and fix it? Uh, I recognized it, really recognized it the first time I played you, Kyle, when you, when you did your standard dodge standby. And I was like, what the hell is going on? And then, <laughs> and then you know, and then got really in the mix with you uh, and lost a bunch of stuff. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, no, that's why you shouldn't be impatient. Um, and then how do I work on it? Yeah, this one's hard for me because 
I, 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 it's not something I don't recognize in a game that I'm playing. Like for instance, this weekend, you know, I, I got real impatient and I tossed uh, Vader. I had, I was running a Kalis OP Vader list and I tossed Vader like right in front of a wall of, of clone troopers. And I, I knew it was a bad idea, but I really wanted to do this thing. Uh, and I wanted to do it now and I didn't want to wait. And, you know, and so, uh, and I was like, I shouldn't do this. Like I questioned my, like I literally stopped myself. I was like, nah, don't do it, man. And then I was like, no, I'm going to do it. And, and just went ahead and then Vader died, uh, you know, and I don't know. I don't know. It, that's a struggle for me because it's like, I think in my head is I don't connect with, I know it's a right move. I just don't know when the timing is of that right move. And so that may be where some of the impatience comes from, where I'm just like, you know what? It's the right move. I'm going to do it now. And then I'm like, yeah, but this is the wrong time. But I'm like, will I have this time again? You know, so I, I, it's almost maybe I get stuck in an idea too. And then I'm like, this is what I need to do. And it's hard for me to like branch off of that idea and, to, and reassess, you know, a, a, on the fly. I don't know. You guys have both played me. You feel like that's pretty fair. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, I mean, I think the thing that I maybe noticed the most is it's like you said, like, I think it's the, the, like you generally are doing the right thing. It's just at the wrong time. And I generally like, and I think, I think that, that some of it is just like the order in which you activate your units intentionally, you know, right. Mm -hmm. Like you're like, I have a plan and you, you take the, you execute the plan at the beginning of the turn. Yep. Right. And I think that um, I've seen you do that a lot. And in the back of my mind, I'm always like, this would be going super hot for him if he just executed it at the end of the turn. <laughs> and, and part of me feels like you go through it and you're like, maybe maybe something will get screwed up and i won't be able to yeah. execute it the way i want to so therefore i have to execute it immediately yep. um but the fact of the matter is it's much safer generally and much more predictable to execute it towards the tail end of a turn normally yeah. um, that's just kind of a general rule of thumb but it can be hard to you know understand that i see that that i see a lot of people do that they're like i i need to do this thing this turn you know a lot of times um i'll see people like claim a box early in a turn when it was really like a timing neutral thing that they really or 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 it puts that unit in danger like they're, they're like yeah. i know i need to claim this box this turn and they do it early which means that that unit can get shot whereas if it was like the last thing they did that turn it like really mitigates the danger yeah and uh so you know i i don't know <clears throat> it's weird right Cause you're right. It's that's exactly right. Like I see the thing and I'm like, Oh, I got to do it now. Cause otherwise I won't be able to do it. But this is the thing that's going to make or break this turn, let's say, you know, and, and then I don't see any other way branching ways out of that particular, you know, uh, and maybe it's cause like during the subsequent turns and, and the, or the previous turns and like leading into it, I've been setting up for this moment. And then like, when it's like, Oh no, they're on to me. And then, you know, and then I don't feel like I can wait any longer. And I'm like, it's got, we gotta go now. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's not always bad. It's sometimes it's a 50, 50, <laughs> but, but that's not good. No. <laughs> You, you want it you want it to be like a 95 five yeah yeah um but i well maybe that's my biggest problem is i mostly run everything on a 50 50 i i go yeah i don't know eh, flip flip a coin it may work <laughs> yeah, if at any point in the game you're basically facing a situation where there's like a 50 percent chance that you could just lose if you do something uh, you've probably made a mistake <laughs> yeah and you probably shouldn't do it right just to be clear yeah um, yep yep but, you know, and I think a lot of players get this is that especially we can use my example, like with Vader, you're like, he could survive this. Like there's there's a solid chance. And then you're like, oh, shit, I forgot the fire support. And now that's 18 dice. And then, <laughs> oh, my God, he rolled he rolled 12 crits. How is that even possible? And, you know, and then 
and then Vader's dead. No, I mean, uh, everybody, uh, everybody does that. I've done that, yeah. like at critical moments in games, you know. So, anyway, so there's mine. I'll go next. I I always make you guys like go first, so I, I okay. can go next. Um, so I think. I think my problem is kind of the opposite of Jay's, and it's that maybe sometimes I'm a little bit too conservative. Yep. <laughs> um, usually that's like an asset because I think a lot of players share that that weakness that you just described, Jay. And if you're conservative, it plays very well into that. Um, and it's it's a very reliable way to basically establish control in a game and then keep it. And that's usually how I win, you know, most of my games. But there are definitely times where doing that kind of either slowly bleeds you to death against someone else, like another list that can do it better, or maybe you sort of incorrectly assess that the status quo is better for you than it is your opponent. And then by the time you realize that it's not, you've lost too much time and you can't change it. Um, so I've, I've realized this a couple times, but, uh, you know, we already talked about Atlantic city, but I feel like, I feel like the small B2 list that I've been running, I finally, maybe something clicked in my brain, uh, that that's a good list to run aggressively. Um, like clearly it can work defensively like any force user list can, but, um, all three of my final cut games were much more aggressive than <laughs> I normally play and it works. So, you know, I think, I think it's, it's very useful to be able to turn that mode on and to know when you need to turn it on, because there definitely are times where that uh, is appropriate and I'm not very good at assessing when that is. And mm -hmm. that's certainly something that I can and need to improve on. I don't yeah, know. That... You guys have both played me also. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, and I think, I think, I think to some extent you've been a little bit scared off that path because like the times that you've decided to get aggressive early generally have gone horribly, horribly poorly for you. Right. And like, you're like, Oh, this is just not a thing I should do. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. And I find too, like in our games, uh, there was one, I forgot. I don't remember what we were playing. But I remember that I played the 50-50, as I always do, and it just turned out in my favor, which just shut you down at that point, right? Because it was like you were too conservatively back. That, and by the time I was like running everything up there and you were trying to shoot it, I think it was gin. I was playing gin or something. I don't know if you remember that, but like, uh, God, it was a long time ago, Kyle, at this point. But, okay. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, we've, we've been playing Legion for more than two years. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and I just remember being real aggressive, going, I don't know, this probably isn't going to work. And then you shot, and everything was still alive for the most part. And I was like, oh, we got them, boys. <laughs> like you know, but that's not a way to play either. And I realized that. But yeah, it's funny though. That is funny that that's you. You and I are like direct opposites. Oh, you know, what? I remember this game now. Um, I was actually playing Jin. Yeah, yeah, that's Empire right. You were playing Jin. Yeah. yeah. No, nope, I remember the game. You're, you're correct. Um, I I do think that the like the you what you guys have outlined is almost diametrically opposed. But I also think that um, of the skills in Legion that you you know basically you guys are talking about the same thing to some degree. It's just yeah. whether you're turning it on or you're turning it off. Um, and knowing when to do that is you know that's kind of an achievement unlocked i think to for some degree to like to 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 truly know in the middle of a game when you need to flip that switch mm -hmm. is is a really big deal um and you know be, because if you do it too late you just run out of time and if you do it too early you run out of gas yep. and um it it, it definitely i think you know you, you were talking about like unlocking another level of that list kyle like you know once if if you've never played that way and then you like figure out oh man sometimes i can just get aggressive 
at the right time and it just like insta wins me the game um i mean maybe not insta win but you know like it 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 significantly increases your chances of winning that game um i i definitely think it kind of takes your legion play up to like a whole nother level yeah what about you mike sorry kyle yeah um no mike can go so uh, first of all, I hate admitting my flaws. First of all, but this was uh, actually a clever ruse by Kyle and I ruse. to get you to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I actually think the my the worst part of my game is turn zero. Um, I think specifically the battle cards. Um, I have trouble. Like once everything is, like if, like if I see mini like once we get to the point where I put minis on the table and I can like see like like truly see what the battlefield looks like with everything on it i'm good but i have a really difficult time sometimes envisioning scenarios that like um i haven't played or i've played rarely um you know i don't like to talk about it but you know the most recent invader loss i had to snyder in the in the semis like i banned to long march on bombing run as an infantry list and i was just like thinking like in my head that was good for me because i could like hold the staps off longer right when in reality it was like the worst thing i could have done and i just it was a very unfamiliar scenario to me and when i'm in an unfamiliar scenario in turn zero i definitely do not make great choices sometimes um so uh, that that definitely is something I need to work on. I also hate turn zero, so it like it it, it so <laughs> it makes me not want to work on it though. Yeah, you know, I think I think yeah. it's the worst part about this game, and so so I'm like, oh, this it's so stupid. I really don't want to have to deal with it. I don't want to think about it, yeah. and and because I kind of like throw it away as this irrelevant, stupid thing. It's like still something I have to do to play the game, right? Um but it makes me really feel like I don't want to work on it. You know, <laughs> I love it. It's one of my favorite parts of Legion. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm 50, I'm 50 on it. I'm, it depends on the game. i sometimes I'm in Mike's camp. I'm like, oh, I turn zero. And then sometimes I'm like, yeah, that's all right. But yeah. Isn't that funny too? And I think we, you know, I, I think you can work on that stuff, but one of the things that kind of struck me when we were talking about this was, list construction and how like i'm not doing it like at the top of my mind like building a list to like support my weakness but in reality if you look at any of my lists that i've played it absolutely supports my weakness like double heavy empire list completely supports that weakness because it's you know those heavies can survive a lot longer when i'm making real aggressive plays and and i'm not as punished as hard and you know, Kyle, in the past, um, you've played a lot of lists that really supported that, like, yeah, I'm just going to sit and wait and see what happens, right? When you were playing Rebels, because they can't really get aggressive because they're going to they're gonna get torn to shreds. And so, it, yeah, it's just interesting how that happens. And Mike burnt all his turn zero cards in front of me. It was crazy. So he's done it now. <laughs> no, but I would love to. I would love to burn all my turn zero cards. I'd like to just vent them out the airlock and never have to think about them again. Um, See, and that's so funny. That was one. Of, that's one of the things I think made this game so so much better than than uh, Warhammer. I think just to be clear, like I think it was fine before Vital Assets. I just there, yeah, I was getting stale. There there are some there are some situations where you can essentially like prevent your opponent from being able to play the game before it starts. Yeah. Um and I think that's more a symptom of the individual cards themselves than the process, if that makes sense. I think that's fair. Like if if turn zero was just like figure out the cool conditions on the battlefield and it was like mostly a wash but it changed in cool and unique ways i would be fine with that right like you know like little flavor like you're on this planet so there's a special condition that like both players have to deal with right or whatever but like 
you shouldn't be able to make a wrong decision in turn zero and instantaneously lose the game. Um, but I mean, it does feel I, like that a lot. You're yeah, right. I, I, th- I think it does. But I mean, like, that's why I also need to get better at it. You know, I think the most of, the, you know, my most of my tournament losses, I pre- feel pretty confident that I lost in turn zero um, for the most part, you know, or, or I definitely did not. I could have set myself up for more success in turn zero. You know, maybe I didn't instantly lose. I definitely did the last time. But, but you know, I mean, like the the finals game in Invader League season five against Luke Cook, like I I definitely picked the wrong deployment, and I definitely had my pick, you know, um, and and I mean it was still a really close game, but had I picked a different deployment, like that game could have been very different, you know, um, and so yeah, hmm. yeah, it is interesting how like position of a card. Because sometimes there's nothing you could even do, even if you wanted to be smarter at it. Sometimes a position of a card, if it's in the third position and you know it benefits the blue player that much, it's kind of like, okay, well, I know we're doing that. And you try to mitigate it from there, but sometimes it's just not anything you can mitigate outside of, you know. Well, and and sometimes at that point is about digging the hole less you know, than, than it would have been right. Like you're, yep. you're not, you're just trying to make the hole less deep. And, um, you know, there's, I definitely sometimes dig it, dig it deeper, <laughs> you know, like, and, uh, <laughs> that happens. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I'll be curious to see, you know, as we get more data and as more tournaments happen, sort of what like the blue player win rates are while we're on the subject of turn zero, but, uh, somebody gave me an interesting stat that I was not aware of from Atlantic City, which is of these seven total final cut games, how many of them would you guess were won by red player? Uh, I'm going to go with five. I don't... Jay? Two. One. Interesting. And it was the final. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I just, I also the think other it... six games were all won by blue player. That's fair. I, you know, I think um, it, I, it would be interesting to see, like, I would like to see it broken out by objective to yeah. some degree. Cause I think, I think blue player matters on some objectives way more than it does. Others, it does. Right? 100%. Like, yeah. if, if you're playing key positions, blue player is kind of like, eh. and one, like, and that's the one where red player won. Right. You know, <laughs> yeah. but if you're playing bombing run or sabotage or, you know, um, even like breakthrough, you know, it, it's a big deal. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. Anyone, any of the ones where like, <clears throat> I guess bombing run doesn't, but any of the ones where like just tie goes to blue player, right? So it's just, you're just playing for the, the, the points at that, at that point, you know? Well, bombing runs is three, three often. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, there, there are a lot of, objectives with an even number of victory points available and those are the ones that tend to advantage blue player even something like recover the supplies which has you know an odd number of boxes because you have two essentially safe boxes and then the one the one box in the middle is very much not safe like there are situations where blue player can just sit back and be like well red has to either make a play to grab the box which depending on the table might be in like a very open spot mm-hmm. where they have to kill a unit. And I have no incentive to go and grab the middle box. I also, I don't want to like toss a wrench in the data, but I think it, I think it's also should be noted specifically with that data set that the majority of wins were by separatist players. Um, yes. Be and and separatist lists generally have a big bid because they can afford it. So so I just like, I think you could also be like you know six of those wins were separatist players, right? Like it, I think there are multiple variables there in play, right? To to some to some extent, yeah. In, cl- in that specific data set, yeah. And clearly, it's a small sample, right? It's it's an eight player elimination cut. So the yeah. two players that made it to the final are going to represent like a disproportionate quantity of the you know, the winning data, so to speak. Um, But as far as bids are concerned, I actually, my first game, which was against Rex, 
I had a 15 point bid. I only won the bid by one point. Um, and That's then my second game, normal, but yeah. it is, but, uh, there was another, I think Cirillo also had a 15 point bid. Um, Slawowski, uh, who I played in my second game had a 13 point bid. So I only outbid him by two. Um, and then of course, Luke had a 26 point. Bid. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also think droid lists are skewed towards blue player because they're very bad <laughs> on certain objectives and more specifically on certain deployments. Um, I think they need blue player more than some other factions generally, but that's a whole nother discussion. Um, we've, we've gone way off the, off the rabbit trail of our original topic here. Yeah. I mean, I, which is fine. Don't which, get me yeah, wrong. Totally. Um, it was a good icebreaker. It was. And then it started a whole nother conversation. Those are the good yeah. topics, Kyle. Don't be, don't be sorry. We, yeah. we have a podcast where we talk. That's the whole point. That is accurate. Yeah. TLDR turn zero sucks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> By the way, I just, I'm going to go off topic here, but I want to bring it up. Go ahead. I have now played Vader, Callus uh, operative Vader list four times, and I am in love. I just want you guys to know I'm in love with that list. It's a fun list. I got some snows with the scanner goggles and a med droid. And then I've got IRG in there. So like I'm handing out a dodge and healing up and guardian stuff. And I basically run op Vader, Callus, the snows and the IRG is just this like ball of death. that just basically travels together and just destroys things in its path. And then, you know, I have shores and mortars and snipers that just kind of back up the rest of the, you know, just back up for, for recovery fire. You know, I really like it. I like Callus a lot. I have no idea if it's, if it's like great, but it's fun and it's reasonably good. And it, even though I made that mistake with Vader against a, a Rex star list and got cloned out, Vader got cloned out. It was a lot closer than I thought it was going to be for sure. So sure. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I mean, I told you this off cast, like, I, I just think it's like missing that little bit of spice, you know, like it's, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think if, if the IRG had a little bit more or something, just something, you're right, just something had a little bit more, it would be, it would be pretty dang. Well, because you're taking the IRG without a heavy, right? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. like, you, you've got a bunch of units that aren't Callus Invader that are, like, sort of half put together, you know? Um, which, like, okay, if, if Callus Invader made up for that, I think it would be fine, but I, I'm not sure that they, like quite make up enough you know again uh 50 50 <laughs> some, <laughs> some games they do some games they don't it's it's a real toss-up yeah, uh, yeah you know i mean sometimes vader comes through and takes out two three units right without even like thinking about it and then callus is sitting there shooting stuff and you know taking out things too and then sometimes they both die i don't know it's it's a real 50 50 list but i love it and it's fun and i like the shenanigans with isb and and the command hand you know that's that's a lot of fun you definitely have a lot of control in that list for sure well and and, you know we talked about this weeks ago about force users and like having them go last you know and i always found in all the other force user lists that i've played with vader when i ventured over to the rebels for a few minutes is that it was like it's hard to do that. It's not really inherently easy to do that. It's very difficult. With, and I just to, just to clarify to hold a force user to, to the last to like, any force user a- or just Vader. Yeah, but any force user, I think it might okay. Luke and Vader experience, right? Sure. And um, this list makes it a lot easier and a lot more practical. I found. The way the way the command hand structure works and the way that things are like it just it felt more practical and like i always felt like i had an order on vader and he was good and i could still do other stuff with the list and i think part of that is i wonder you know we've talked about vader somewhat extensively in recent episodes and how proactive his entire command hand is yeah when you throw callus in there you're essentially replacing some of vader's cards with reactive command cards 
So, yeah, I think that's probably exactly it, you know, but that's, it's just a nice, it's just a nice change of pace from what, <laughs> from what, what's usually happening. Cybernetic right. man on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you guys have any more thoughts on any final thoughts, if you will, on identifying weaknesses or our weaknesses discussion? Sure. I would say for those of you thinking about this and thinking about what your weakness is and then going, well, how do I fix it? I would say that find other players, you know, like, like we, we don't just talk about it here, but we discuss things. And like, after playing Mike or Kyle, like they've told me similar things of like, yeah, you shouldn't have done that. Uh, you know, or this was good or, you know, and I think that's the best way to kind of learn is be open and talk to other players and play and then ask players afterwards, Hey, what, what do you think I could have done better there? And just hear feedback from other people is probably your best move forward to, to kind of shore up some of that. Yeah. I, I think this is good advice just for life, but um, I think when it comes to Legion, like hanging around people that are like better than you at something is like the best way to just kind of passively learn, you know? Um, yeah. And, and to, and to like, you know, you gotta, I mean, I'm not saying like drop your friends, you know, but like, um, well, if they suck at Legion, you should drop them. Oh, I'm just kidding. Um, but like, <laughs> if you hang around people that make you better because they're better at whatever, yep. you know, that will, it'll rub off, you know? Yep. And I think a lot of, a lot of learning experiences in Legion, like don't happen over the course of one game. Sometimes they do, but you know, you've got to be very diligent about understanding the decisions you made and why they were wrong, if that's the case. Um, well, and I would say it doesn't even have to be games. Like, I've learned a lot from you guys just having conversations, like us just, like, talking in our Discord channel or or on here, right? Like, I remember in the early days of The Scoundrels, like, when I was the just the man behind the glass doing all the recording stuff, like, I would just listen to you guys talk and be like, oh, and, like, things would just click in my head, you know, and I'd be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. And so just, like, listening and, and discussing it with people is, is a great way to learn, too. Yeah, and I kind of want to piggyback on what both you guys have said and just emphasize how important it is to have a diverse set of players that you interact with. Um, you know, especially if you're someone that just plays like in your house with, you know, another family member or a couple other random local people, or maybe even play just in your local store with the same group of six mm -hmm. to eight people that show up on game night. Um, I would encourage you to join some of the online communities like the discord and just interact with people that are outside your local area and also maybe go to some convention tournaments and stuff like that where you're going to run into people from different areas uh you know we talk about local metas and the concept of a quote-unquote local meta but i think a lot of times like if you're just playing within your your local play group and you're not playing anyone else you can kind of develop this um you know it's like a fishbowl right like you sort of develop this cohesive perspective yeah. um, as a group and maybe some parts of that perspective are limited or incorrect. Like, you know, uh, Brendan has talked a lot about how he'll have people show up to tournaments and just have a fundamental, like gross misunderstanding of some basic rule concepts. And then they're like, well, that's, that's how we played it. You know, we've got 10 dudes and we all, this was our understanding. Right. It's like, well, your understanding was wrong. Yeah. You know, it's like, but I've got 20 games of Legion experience, but those 20 games are all with the same people, you know? Yeah. And, so. and you know, it's funny. We were funny. You went on that topic. Cause we were talking about that this weekend too, is that I play Evan a lot and I've just, I know his play style now. And so like, I know when he'll bite on some bait. And so like, I'll put it out there for him to go fishing, you know? And I think that happens with all of us is we play, if we're playing the same people over and over again, you're not really playing Legion to, to the rules of Legion and the strategy of Legion. You're actually playing the player too and, and trying to like play to their weaknesses that you know, because you've played them like 10 times at this point. Yeah, and if you're so used to doing something like that and then you play someone that's not Evan and they don't bite, yeah, 
<laughs> you've got you a problem. Just, you just leave Invader in front of a clone wall. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Rip. Yep. He he didn't do so hot. <laughs> Boy, them Z6 fire sports. No joke. Yeah, there's not very many units that can survive clone shooting yeah. <laughs> in that fashion. Yeah. Particularly when they're backed up by AIM tokens. Yep. Like... yep, AIM and Surge, and you're just going, yeah, all right. It, it's funny, I actually... I. Uh... I have a Legion list building episode going out this week. I just on like, where's that? Uh, on? What, what's where, where can people find that? I, it'll be on the fifth trooper YouTube. And um, so at the end of every episode, you know, we, so we build a list throughout the episode and at the end of every episode, I go over like some statistics on the list. Like if everything shoots in the list, you know, how many hits could you expect? And like before cover and all that, or like, how many effective health pool points like does a list have and this week so i've i've done one for each faction and so i did republic as the last one and i basically built like an arc star list so it was like a nine activation arc star list and i had to do it differently this time because of surge tokens right because it like i basically did a a pre pre mat pre surge token math and post surge token math and like the list is like 72 effective health before surge tokens it's like 108 after <laughs> and you're like oh yeah like once you start like clicking the math you're like hmm okay all right and like yeah. it's like 30 hits before surge tokens and like 38 if everything fires after surge tokens and you're just like hmm okay okay you know it just like it, it escalates very quickly um yeah. That's a ridiculous number, by the way. Most yeah. lists are floating around like twenty-five. Totally, know. and and like <laughs> I, I actually in this episode I go back and I compare it against the the list that we've we've built so far over the course of the series, and I'm like, you know, before surge tokens, this looks on paper looks pretty fine, like it looks pretty fair, you know, whatever. And then like you add surge tokens, and you're like, huh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, this is this is also before aim tokens and dodge tokens and mm-hmm. you know all that jazz. So. Um, it was just an interesting exercise personally for me I've never like really sat down and like done the math on you know what the effective health pool of Rexstar is right um I just he went he went from caveman "Mm, Rex good to (laughs) big brain Mm, Rex good (laughs) yeah yeah um you know it's just like playing the game you get a feel for like what's good and what's not right and but like when you go through the math you're like huh okay this is this is really good, you know. Um, so I don't remember why I brought that up. I, we I don't talking, know, but we we're talking about real, clones. Real, yeah, we we're talking about clones and fire support. Yeah, and, real weird um, that Mike's talking about the math, though. This is kind of an odd little <laughs> <laughs> switcheroo you guys are doing on this episode. <laughs> I'm not sure if you're joking or not. Uh, you never will, Mike. <laughs> Anyhow um so yeah if you want to want to get into that check that video out um my hair significantly changes in the middle of it so that's fun (laughs) it goes from super long to not super long because i filmed it at two different times (laughs) (laughs) continuity be damned (laughs) i guess it didn't even register to me yesterday that you didn't have super long hair so well i mean we've been on here talking for a couple weeks yeah yeah I don't expect anything less from production value from the fifth trooper. That is the level I want to keep us at. All right. Well, any final thoughts, gentlemen? Have fun playing Legion, man. Yeah. We're, we're actually starting to get to do it in person, which is amazing. And yeah, this really. is the first time I've played in a group in the last two years. So this is, it was, it was amazing. Yeah. And uh, while you're playing in groups, play some storm tide which you'll hear hear more about i think in the coming weeks and months um for sure you can't you can't stop me from talking about it not anymore stop us now uh yeah and there we go podcast got pulled (laughs) i don't think mike singing it is the same as playing a recording oh they they try to they try to pull up for everything kyle (laughs) they had their way every word would be trademarked I don't know who they is. I'm just, just in general. <laughs> All right. Well, we are the Notorious Scoundrels. I'm Kyle. I'm Mike. And I'm Jay. Stay fresh, cheese bags. <laughs>